Warning, this content has delayed commentary on NBA predictions. Spoilers, not allowed. Thank you. Pod Boys Productions. Rebound Podcast, episode one, two, six. Yeah, Padre, these playoffs are nuts. Like, like, like mix, mix nuts. Get it? Six, mix. All right, so hold on a second, Padnam. You were just laboring over a notepad for about the last 10 minutes, figuring out the, the intro, and that is what you came up with. Mixed nuts. The playoffs are mixed nuts. You are having nuts, right? So I, I went, I went, I went to the association oh, that I recently like saw. Okay. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it oh, wasn't even A to C. It was just A. It was just direct A. There's no C. Yeah. There's no B. Yeah. I guess they're mixed nuts. I mean, I have, I have a snack mix that has peanuts in it and pretzels and uh, and uh, sesame sticks, two varieties, and papitas, which are I think the Mexican word for like uh, sunflowers so that's what i'm snacking on but no more because we gotta record can't be chomping on the old mic right now wait so let me get this straight you are eating nuts that have uh let's say mixed nuts and then they say with papita they don't say anything about nuts or mixed nuts it's it's called a, a pub mix actually from ralph's over here classic la supermarket chain ralph's maybe you've heard of it it's got a pub mix with papitas are in there yeah those are a little more scarce a lot of pretzels and sesame sticks and peanuts which are legumes by the way not even real nuts i mean pub so pub mix are we referring to like and you're saying pub and not pug right because pug mix is probably a whole different thing pub like the old pub you roll into get yourself a guinness okay i'm drinking i'm drinking cabernet but you know i mean whenever i went to a pub i didn't really have like the nuts were there you know sometimes sometimes you're fixated on nuts right now there's no nuts in this situation well now i'm fixated on the pub part of it and the pub part of it is like one, we, we haven't been to, well, I haven't been to a pub in forever. I don't know what that's like anymore. I don't even know if pubs exist. Uh, two, uh, if I went to the pub, I would probably get popcorn. So that's usually a thing in a lot of places, too. Uh, you, you lived in Brooklyn. You've been to Manhattan. There's always, there's always popcorn around. It's true. I've been there. I think, you know, uh, pubs aren't just really aren't a thing in the States here. Like, it's, it's like a British thing. Maybe some places call themselves a pub, but it's not. I, I don't think there is real pubs over here that we have access to. to be honest. Uh, I don't know. All the Irish pubs in Manhattan yeah, those, are yeah, Irish those pubs. Are fake, kind of, you know, cornbreadish looking bars. I don't think they have popcorn at real classic pubs. That's what I'm thinking. I I did like how you said bars, like like you were Irish for a second. Bar, bars, <laughs> the bars. I didn't know I did that. Yeah, and also they drink their beer warm, I think, a lot of time. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different thing over there. Why are we talking about this? We got the playoffs. I mean, right now the game is wrapping up the Eastern, the final Eastern Conference play-in game. It's a dud of a game for sure, so I guess we could talk nuts. But why don't we talk, you know, why don't we get into, well, I mean, we're going to get into a little Eastern Conference playoff previews here, but, I mean, part of the Eastern Conference is those Brooklyn Nets. I mean, there is a pub. If you call it a pub, I still probably wouldn't. But there is a few, a few pubs actually down by mm-hmm. the Barclays Center that we mm-hmm. we uh we've bent a few elbows in with a couple of pints in the past. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, have you ever? I mean, make this a Brooklyn reference. Have you ever been to the bar Woodwork? Did I ever take you there? Um, the soccer pub, which is a pub as well. Um, where they play uh, Premier League in the morning at, at top mm. at seven seven in the morning all the way till whenever those end. I believe we did go there, but not during soccer hours, football hours. Yes, right, right. I think I have been there. So that so that's been a part of my routine always, and it unfortunately, doesn't doesn't exist anymore. But that 
that place has cemented, I guess, one of the Brooklyn spots to watch games before they left this world. Um, and picklebacks were the very, very, uh, I guess, staple there that me and uh, uh, JT Baller 4 would go to and just have that all the way in 2012-2013 inaugural season. We made sure we did it every single game we went to, all 41 of them. I think a, a pickleback shot was that was a that was a shot of the early 2010s. I would say that that was when those were really more in vogue. I don't know if I haven't been to a, I mean I haven't been to too many bars in the past year, regardless, but pubs, what have you. But I don't know if are a lot of places uh, still uh, have those on tap or or has that gone out of fashion? Uh, I'll just answer that with one word, and I'll make my segue. Um, okay, announce it. I'll say what you're gonna do. <laughs> maybe. And uh, speaking of picks, <laughs> pickles, we're gonna go with. <laughs> we're gonna make I mean, our I picks right now. I expected it was not gonna be good, but it even exceeded my expectations. Uh, well, I mean, I think I met. I, yeah, I made it so uh, easy for me to make the transition as I made the announcement that I'm going to make a segue. I think I just put all the pressure on myself and that's not fair. You know, I shouldn't treat myself so harshly. Uh, That's what my therapist tell me. Uh, Where were we going with this? Picks. We made some picks, didn't we? Earlier this year, Padre? Mm, Did we? I think, uh, are you talking about like final records type of situation? Who would make the playoffs? That sort of picks? I mean, some people would say that. I would just say we picked stuff in general. Like, we picked uh, teams. We picked up people. If you have a car, we also picked up trash. But I'm going to refer to the picks that we have right here. Um, and, and, guys, if this is the first time watching, listening, hearing, make sure you, first and foremost, download all the episodes and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, it'll do a lot. And maybe drop a a couple of reviews that'll, that'll definitely help us out and that way we can continue to make this beautiful beautiful show for you even even during the off season but you know what it is the postseason we're going to get to the off season maybe next episode and so and it, right I, now i think we'll i hopefully we'll get some episodes out prior to the off season but what are we calling this right now because technically i mean i saw a thing today that was like LeBron's triple double from yesterday. Uh, uh, Tatum's fifty point from the other the playing game the other day. They're not counting as official playoff stats, but we're not in the regular season anymore. Obviously, it's the first year of this playing situation. What is this right now? Like, what is this called right now? What is this limbo that we're in? Yeah, um, the marvelous Marv Albert. Um, he was saying that retire, right. By the way. Yeah, R.I.P. I mean, R.I.P. to his career. Uh, sorry, not him. Um, R.I.P. to his career. R.I.P.C. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rest in power. Uh, <laughs> career. And he he was saying about Russell Westbrook about the same thing, about how this is like the bet. He said it's the highest triple-double with points because yesterday he's, he's only comparing it to LeBron and the play-in tournament. Like, that record specifically is designed for these six games um and anyone that has it i think all the stats that people get from this game will be added to their career stats not like it makes a huge difference on hall of fame contention or anything else for that matter the only one it probably makes a difference is westbrook because he's good at getting these triple doubles like he's really good at it so other than that lebron lebron will probably it'll help a little bit he's gotten a lot of triple doubles for his career but not compared to russie you know, no. But even if we even if we take the stats part out of it, like what are we considering this? The play in? It's just called like the play in period, or what? Uh, purgatory. It's purgatory. purgatory. The play yeah, in purgatory. purgatory. <laughs> well, luckily for those Pacers, purgatory yeah. is just about over. I think they're going mm. right to, <laughs> right to lottery hell in about five minutes from now, or so. Whatever. I mean, but, it uh, half gl- half full, half empty. I mean, hell, heaven. We don't know. I think you're right on that fact. Poor Pacers with Karis LeVert getting uh, the protocol Actually, it's hit. over officially, by the way. Yeah, 142 mm-hmm. to 115. Wizards will be playing those 
Philadelphia 76ers. Mm, mm, I was so we have what three of the teams that are yeah three of the teams that are set or no two of the teams. We know everything. That went One thing into, we don't know is who's going to be playing the Utah Jazz in the West, the Golden State Ws, or the Grit and Grind Grizzlies of Memphis. So going through the uh, the matchups we have in the West, we have Utah versus Blank. Uh, we have uh, LA Clippers uh, four five versus Dallas. Yes, sir. We got Denver Nuggets uh, versus the Blazers of Portland at the three mm-hmm. six matchup. That's and cool. I guess the NBA.com website decided not to update this, but it's Phoenix versus Blank on here. But I know the answer to that. It's Phoenix versus one of the arch nemesis. I would say, if not, yeah, probably the most arch nemesis, the Lakers and Suns. Uh, uh, I would say Spurs are. Up. Uh, the Spurs, I mean, the Phoenix Suns is, yeah, no, no, Phoenix Suns arch nemesis. Lakers don't have an arch nemesis than them because usually the Lakers win like Boston, most of the time. I guess, because of like the Boston LA, but yeah, uh, uh, historically, but yeah, you're right. Well, um, well, actually, no, I'll take that back because the Suns, that shot that Kobe hit that everyone remembers where he, you know, shows his nipples and he gets really excited, you know, goes, woo, like that. Uh, huh. He was doing that before Kevin Durant, every other player in the league that goes like this and puts their hands uh, between their chest, which I don't know if that does it for you, Paju, but I feel like it's it's pretty hot. Um, <laughs> and I'm the Lakers a, lost. I, I'm more well, of a, like, the throw up the, the, the hole they put in their fingers when they throw up the three, you know. The, oh, the, the, the white nationalist three? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> I guess it's weird if, uh, if Joe Harris were to do it or... Um, Certainly, if uh, certainly, if uh, what's um, why am I playing Gordon Hayward? Kemp, Gordon, yeah, Gordon Hayward. Um, anyways, so Phoenix playing the Lakers. Lakers lost two series during the 2000 against the Nash Suns, and now there is a new rivalry in a sense. You got LeBron versus Chris Paul, everyone's going to be hyped for that, but we're not talking about the West today. I just wanted to put those out. I want you to. What do we got for the East here, uh, Padre? Uh, matchups. Well, I mean, do you want to start with what we're just saying? I mean, it's going to be the Wizards. Well, I'll run through all, but Wizard uh, Wizards at Sixers, eight mm-hmm. one. Celtics at Yanets, seven two. I think you're going to be in attendance for at least game one. Who knows how many games? Uh, and then we've got Heat Bucks six three. And then the Hawks Knicks five four. That's interesting. I mean, this is the New York Knickerbockers first appearance in these playoffs and i guess apparently i think they were in like maybe 2012 or 2013 which i vaguely don't i mean i barely remember but i guess they were like one year and then but before that they hadn't been since like 2003 or something Uh, yeah it's been uh they've they've only made the playoffs once or twice in the past like 20 years so i'm glad you pointed this out um just like i referenced 2012 2013 with woodwork that year is probably the most memorable year, not just because it's the first year and everything I wanted as a kid, and I'm still obsessed over, or fanboying over my own experience, but one of the things that really, uh, really upset me was Hurricane Sandy, for everyone else's reasons, but uh, the kid in me, the kid in me that said, hey, Enam, you're gonna you're gonna move to a cool city, and you're gonna get season tickets, and you're gonna walk to the arena. Like I hit that about eight years. I hit like a bucket list item about eight years ago, right? Eight, was that 2012, 2013? Was that the first year? Yes, yeah, that was the first year. And the the game they're supposed to play was the Knicks Nets game one. Uh, everyone's set for this, and Sandy happened. And during the day where I would I was supposed to, you know, I'm going to work. Uh, a lot of people tried remote working for the first time in their lives because they couldn't get to the city. Um, and somehow I was the only one that didn't get this email. So I'm at, <laughs> I'm at Barclays center right, right then I am looking at Barclays. Nothing's hurt. Like there's nothing there, nothing damaged except for thousands of people that are circled around Barclays. Like they're waiting for tickets to, I don't know, Pavarotti, which is the most, you know, modern artists that I can think of. But anyways, they're circled around <laughs> three three times, and they're just, we're going. It took three hours for me to get a bus and go to Manhattan. The whole three hours, Padre, 
I was looking at Barclay, so I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? I'm not going to this game tonight. Like, I waited forever for this, and I'm not going to the home opener. I went to preseason games. I went to Jay-Z's first concert. I went, I went for tour in the arena. I went to all these things. But the only one that mattered to me was this opening night. I didn't even care. If they, I mean, it would be nice if they won all the time, but uh, I didn't care if they won. It was just so in, invested in this for every reason. And you can see the pain on my face right now. I'm still angry about it. Well, I mean, wait, are you saying, I'm trying to remember now, are you saying that, why were you getting a bus and the game got moved to MSG or it just got canceled? No, I was going to work that morning. And, oh. uh, yeah, I mean, I still would have gone to work either way, uh, with or without Sandy, but I got, I got, I got the email while I was on the bus, I mean, I on see. the bus on the I Manhattan see. Bridge saying, hey, you don't have to come into work if you're in Brooklyn. So I'm like living on two reasons. Uh, and then the third one is, the next home game was that weekend, and me and Lady Pajen had a Halloween plans, and we were going to go upstate. So that was already planned, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? This can't, this can't be happening. This is like a nightmare." And um, I remember this specifically. I was like, "I was like Jen. She's like, you don't even have to say it. I know. Uh, you, you don't have to go. You uh, so go, you so. showed up to Halloween dressed as the as the grumpy boyfriend at back then." Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that would you would you would. And I think any NBA fan that's waiting for something like that, I, I guess that was equivalent of my. I mean, anything you're excited about. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was equivalent of my championship. That I was getting that moment. It wasn't. It wasn't like them winning or losing. This being in the arena and say I cemented history by being there from day one. Which is that shirt? I don't have it now, but that shirt it says fans since day one. They had to adjust the date because I'm That's sure funny. they made so many shirts. <laughs> they had to adjust the date. So they it's a no, put an asterisk no, on it. Like, well, hold on a sec, Padnam. It's like, let, yeah. let me. Yeah. So obviously we're, we're delving into the past uh, traumas. Right. But, I mean, is this really what we should be doing when the Nets are on the cusp of what could be a potentially great playoff run here? Also, I mean, well, so a couple of podcasts ago, I tried to get you – to, to say whether or not you thought the Nets would win it all. Like, on the record, would they win mm-hmm. the 2021 yep. championship or not? Yep. You skirted it. You ducked and dodged. Essentially, mm-hmm. you refused to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but fine. Aside from all that, I mean, it could be a situation where your Nets could be, in, at least in the finals, a couple, you know, I mean, NBA playoffs takes forever. So, like, four months from now. No, like a like seven weeks, six weeks from now, whatever it is, maybe maybe longer. Uh, I mean, will you be potentially? Excuse me, the wine's kicking back on me. Uh, oh boy! No, will, you, will you potentially be in Barclays, in the house, in that fabled arena where you were not allowed to get into back then on that hurricane day? Will you be in there cheering them on in a finals game? Is that a possibility for you? Um, I think out of all the possibilities that I, I'm pretty sure of, like a hundred and ten percent sure, I'm gonna say on the record that the Brooklyn Nets will host an NBA Finals game, and I'm gonna give you a part two to this, and your boy Podnam will be in or around the building. That's for sure. Okay. Well, you. I mean, you live technically. Oh, well, not anymore. You, you but. Okay. I mean, let's 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 just throw out the address book of where Padnam lives. Let's just focus on what well, I'll be back, in the building. I was, I was dipping back into my twenty, you know, my twenty nineteen, whatever. Mm-hmm. I obviously, used to live right by Barclays. Right now, your mm-hmm. Studio A has has been shut. Studio C, Studio C, Studio uh, C, yeah, Studio C T. But regardless, I mean, you you'll still be okay. So you so by around, I mean, I wanted you to confirm that you will be in the building. I guess you can't do that. You don't know, but uh. When you say around, will you go to like one of the still open pubs around the Barclays, or what will you do? Will you actually go into Brooklyn? I mean, there, there's no way that if I, or if, let's just say this, if I had the opportunity, no matter the cost, no matter the surgery, organ, uh, whatever, whatever, I, my soul, whatever I have to give to get into a game, a game would be amazing. But if it's a championship game. I mean, I've seen that. That's that is going to eclipse the 
the home opener that I went to. That's why I brought it up. Like my I mean, excitement yeah. for this team is is beyond anything. Um, and I feel like I've never felt so. I don't know. I mean, so much swag, confidence. Without like, I I'm trying to like keep it even kill and just take it game by game. And, and I said that in the beginning to my friends, they were like, oh yeah, you think you're all shit because Brooklyn. I'm like, dude, you know I'm a Brooklyn. No one's questioning my fanhood to this team at all. Um, but there, when people are saying that openly without even me saying a word, obviously people feel that respect, fear of this team and they respect them at the same time to be like, you hate and love your teams. I mean, this is the friends that you have you hate or love their teams when you have that friendships with them. That's one of the reasons why you hate teams. I hate the Pats because of my buddy Chris. Like, that's in all of Connecticut in general. Uh, but, like, he, uh, some people like him would come to me and say, oh, yeah, you think you're good about the, the Brooklyn Nets. They ain't anything. I'm like, yeah, I know. They haven't played a game together. And going with that, this team hasn't played all their games together. There's always been inconsistencies in the lineup. But I feel so good about this team like i i love this team i i'm very much 110 percent on the nets winning the title this year we're gonna get into these the matchups i mean we, we're kind of talking about brooklyn already but do you want to go in a little more no i think we should we should we should switch it up let's go to let's go to brooklyn uh let's let's go straight to brooklyn because we're on that momentum i don't want to lose this spirit i don't even need a friend from there to get mad at any boston team like i just all that they've won and everything about them. I mean, they have beat my teams in the past as well, but just Boston sports, that's public enemy number one to this guy. But luckily for you and us, the Celtics kind of uh, limped into this one, didn't they? I mean, they obviously did beat the Wizards in their playoff uh, play-in game, but, you know, what do you – I mean, are you at all nervous about this matchup? Yeah, so I'm disappointed that there's no Jalen Brown. Um, I do like Jalen Brown. I've been a fan of Jalen Brown. Basically, Tatum and Jalen Brown should be Brooklyn Nets if the trade with Billy King, the massacre trade, didn't happen. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be it's going to be quick. Uh, put them out of their misery. Grant Stevens doesn't have enough talent to play with anymore. Uh, he's been getting these subpar picks that are heavily scouted, but everyone's gotten better than the Celtics. They've realized their tactics. They realize how Danny Ainge works. Um, so his his talent pool is done. About Stevens, though, isn't he supposed to be more of, like, the X's and O's scheme guy more than, like, the talent guy? You know what I mean? Like, wasn't that his whole thing coming in? What he did with Butler and all that, you know? That wasn't, like, a super talented team, you know, those teams. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's supposed to be – I think part of it is that he's supposed to be kind of this quote-unquote genius type guy, you know, but it's not – at least this year hasn't worked. I do. I do want to give. I do, do want to give another prediction, and this is from my boy, my buddy Josh, uh, brother of J Two Baller Four NBA J Two K. Um, shout outs to him. Uh, we we have a three way uh, chat going on here, and I asked him the question: Where is it? Uh, so the history is that I've been to two championships in my life, where one NBA, one MLB where the champion was there, the game clinching win. Um, and game six, it, it, it is nuts. Uh, 2008, the new big three, Celtics, you know, uh, Garnett, uh, Pearson, Ray Allen, and Rondo, I guess, big four, uh, throwing Perk as whatever he is. He, um, he invited me. I remember that year I was very pissed off the protesting uh, the Suns um, game with the the Spurs where there was that push Robert Ori shove and you know uh, Nash and then they they lost that series uh, because of those suspensions that's for sure and that was like in first or second round and I was done and then he came at me he was like I'm not watching any more games I'm done I'm over with it I've never been so pissed off and then he offered me game six he's like hey I'm going to the finals you want to come I'm like he got a lottery to get into the Celtics Lakers finals he asked me if I wanted to come for game six. I'm like, I hate you so much. Uh, I hate you, but yes, I will come. Um, <laughs> and I gave him the hypothetical. Hey, Josh, hypothetical question here. If we, if me and Justin got game six tickets to the finals versus the Lakers at Barclays, would you come with us? 
He said, number one, that's impossible since game six would be in L.A. And then we argued whether 2-3-2 format, then we forgot, and then that was, that was basically that part of the conversation. But by him saying, number one, that's impossible since game six would be in L.A., he already confirmed that he thinks the Nets will be in the finals, and, the, and L.A. LA could be, I guess, the Clippers or Lakers, and which I also think a lot of fans do think that same thing. So he, he knows, Celtics fans know, this is, done. this is all about shitting on Kyrie, from three years ago, which are, they're not over with. They haven't got over that breakup. It's been in a, like a knife in their wound. Even though Gordon Hayward, Terry uh, Rozier, who else had left the team? All these players left the team because they know Celtics organization's trash and that city is trash. I think these fans are excited for this game, the Boston Celtics, because of one reason. Like I said, Kyrie, they even have a Reddit video that's out. Fuck Kyrie, they're chanting as soon as they beat. I could see having some bad feelings toward Kyrie as a Celtics fan. And the fact that he didn't, you know, do it for you, you know, for the most part, the best parts of his career looked to be on the other side, look like they're going to be on the other sides of his Boston part. But I think the main thing is that these fans just want, they want something to turn, like you get the win, whatever, you're going to the playoffs, especially this town like Boston or Philly or one of these towns, like you're going to mob up and go and even even in victory, you want to throw your vitriol around in some fashion. That's part of it. So, I mean, that's really just what it is. You know. The only reason why any fan base would be upset is because they know their fan is going to be their, – their team's going to be shit without them, right? That's basically – they're hurt by that player leaving because they know without this person they're going to be shit. And I guess you as a Cavs fan would relate to that just because – he left, but not in the instance of a, of a player saying, like a player leaving, I can get it. Whatever way they leave, that's fine. But like for you to be, for a team, or I guess a fan base to be so upset, if the Celtics fans go all in on hating Kyrie, awesome. I'm so pumped for that. Like I'm so excited to see. Obviously, if the better team, you're the favorite. Clear favorite. You've mm-hmm. got the guy that they're directing their anger at. You know, you're you're in the higher position here, so. You should just be looking at these Celtics fans with, der- with a light derision, whatever, a, uh, a removed nope. status. You nope. know, you shouldn't be down in the streets nope. mixing mixing it up with them mm-hmm. outside TD Arena. You know, throwing up the uh, fisty cut. You know, you just should be. You know what I mean? Like, you're in the good the good spot. We'll see what happens. I mean, the series starts, uh, what Saturday, yeah. and you're going to be in the building. Yep. I will be there. I think the lower level will be a little bit more packed. and You know what? I, I know you're excited as well you should be, but I'm ready to move on from this series, which I don't think is going to be that good. Let, let's talk about these other three series. I mean, do you want to talk about this next one? Because that's kind of the most interesting to me. Next Hawks, in terms of I don't really know what's going to happen here. Wait, you, you, you think that's the most interesting? I think the Bucks, Heat, Heat are definitely the most interesting. But the, I guess I mean, like, the Knicks-Hawks is the one I'm most unsure about. Like, I'm the most, like, huh. Like, I don't know. I really don't know how it's going to turn out. I mean, with the Heat-Bucks, we'll talk about that, too. I, the Bucks choke all the time in the playoffs. I think this is a bad matchup for them. I think they're – I mean, the Heat don't have quite as good of a team as they did last year, but I could see them beating the Bucks. And, but, yeah, with the Knicks-Hawks, like, I don't – I mean, but neither of these teams have been – Obviously, Trey Young is the big star in Atlanta, and everything's going to run through him. The Knicks are a little more spreading it around, but Julius Randle is the guy for the most part offensively. Um, Knicks have the best defense in the league, probably. It's not surprising, I guess, with Thibodeau as a coach. Um, I am surprised that they're the four seed. I never would have predicted that. I, I kind of would have thought maybe with Thibodeau they'd be like a 7-8 seed, but at best, but not the case. The franchise has been so uh, bereft for so long, so without just curse almost like like they're just not they couldn't get it together. He's the type of guy that's gonna uh, he runs players into the ground, but he 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 is the type of guy. That's why I thought seven eight seed like to get a team competent, you know, um, with sheer willpower or whatever, you know, uh, sheer you know uh, mental fortitude, instilling that sort of thing. But that's why I'm. That's why I really don't know what's going to happen here. The Knicks have the home court advantage, obviously. But um, if it if it comes to the effect of like Trey or someone just taking over, 
Uh, like, do you have a who do you think is going to win this series? I think it's going to be a toss up. Um, I think if uh, if the Hawks win one on the road, then uh, I, all right, let's put it this way: I think the Knicks are more likely to win one on the road than the Hawks are to win at the Garden because the Garden is hungry. Uh, they haven't been this you know feisty and excited since Jeremy Lin, um, since Lin Sanity. So I mean, I think. I mean, Derrick Rose kind of turning the clock back a little bit here. Uh, that's that was his guy. I mean, quickly, you know. Uh, I, obviously, R.J. Barrett took a big step up this year, so that's a big part of it. Nerlens Noel's kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Randall is is playing really well. Like he he's playing a lot better than ever. I mean, the the Lakers it's interesting too because like they had the a lot of the guys that were on those Lakers teams mid. Again, you know, 2015-16, that whole era of Lakers are doing a lot better off of that team. Like I, like I just said, I, I like of what the players the Hawks have, I like more. They got a couple of guys that could start filling it up pretty quickly. So who, who you got? Who you got? I'm going to say I can't go completely against the, the Knicks curse yet. Uh, I'm going to take the Hawks in seven. Hmm. Mm, that means they have to win on the road, right? They will have to win in the Garden in Game 7. Mm-hmm. I think, right. um, I mean, but opposing players play really well in the Garden, too, especially the Stars, especially the Stars. It will be interesting. I will see how, I might change my tune after the first couple of games in the Garden. Games one, We'll see how that, I mean, apparently they're going to let 15,000 in to the Game 1. Um, New York's opening up now completely almost, so... Right, right. But, you know, they got more... They got... The, the Hawks also have more experience, playoff experience on their roster. Lou, Sweet Lou is there now, obviously. Probably his final season. Uh, Clint Capella, you know, Gallinari. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know. But we'll see. Um, what about hmm. these Bucks, then? You think they're going to get upset by the Heat again? Or I'm kind of... I do kind of think... It's so hard. This one's hard too because I, at this point, it's like almost a me. You know, it's almost like a joke that the Bucks have been blowing it every year, getting upset. But this might be the year. Well, I still don't think it's going to be the year because the Nets. But well, do you, do you have a strong opinion on this either way? Without looking into, I guess diving into their lineups because I'm pretty familiar with both teams because when they played. Um, and played the Nets. Uh, I watched all the games for Heat, Nets, and uh, Bucks, Nets. And um, it wasn't measuring their competition, really, because I think the Nets, they just didn't care. I mean, they blew out all the West in the East. They even gave up their tiebreakers because of injuries and resting to get ready for this moment, right? And uh, But what I noticed is that the adjustments that the the Heat can make for small, big lineups with uh, Bam Adebayo, the Bucks weren't making. And, uh, either the coaching, the coach, Coach Bud wasn't doing them, or uh, he just didn't have the talent or believed that he had the talent to do it. Uh, this year's different. Uh, they do have very talented team. They picked up P.J. Tucker, Andrew Hall, they have her defense. Uh, they put Jeff Teague as a pickup from the Celtics signing, and uh, they made Brooke Lopez into a defensive juggernaut, apparently, uh, which did not happen uh, before. And I think with being the way they are now with having a two-time MVP and they lost to the Heat in a very, people say, asterisk season, right, um, the bubble season, I think the Bucks will will not just beat them, but beat them pretty badly. I think it's going to be like a five-game series. Yeah, yeah, I, I think all those factors equate. I love Coach Spo. I love, I like a lot of the Heat players, but I think that the roster, the talent, is just too much for the Heat to match up with. Yeah, I mean, I think Butler alone is good for at least a game where he's just going to just gonna will them to victory. Obviously, need more than one game, maybe two. So I, I'll say, I'll say Bucks in six. Give, I'll say they went on the road as well, like the Hawks prediction. But yeah, this 
But like we are kind of mentioning before, this one is probably more... I'm more... Like, I'll get more excited during these games probably than the Hawks um, Knicks, but yeah. But I guess maybe just because Hawks and Knicks is more new, we haven't seen it before. We have seen this. Um, and then, so Wizards at, uh, you know, Sixers. Do you th- I mean, do you think the Wizards have any chance? And then what do you think about the Sixers in general this season? Are you nervous about them against your Nets at all and things like that? Well, I hate them. Um, I feel like I hate them because I don't like Ben Simmons. I don't, I mean, Joe, Joe, um, I guess he's probably the one that I hate the most um, on this team. Dwight Howard I could also hate, but he's just terrible as a human being. Um, And, uh, yeah, Anthony Tolliver, Mike Scott also I'm not a fan of. But Joel Embiid. Why do you hate hate Tolliver? (laughs) I've never heard of this opinion. (laughs) Tolliver, he came out. Uh, during the decision time and he did a spoof of LeBron's decision and it wasn't comedic. It was bad timing. Uh, he, he tried to do this on Twitter or something. He said, I'm going to make my decision. He did like the whole mock of him sitting there when Lebr- like in a school. I think he had like, I don't know, a trash can behind him or something like that. And he said, I'm making my decision to go to Minnesota. You know, like as a, I think that's disrespectful to LeBron and the and the Timberwolves and just him as he, himself as a human being. So I hold that against him for forever, right? Um. I always just think about Tolliver. He looks so weird. He like he looks like uh like a skeleton as a human though. Like his face is so like his head is like his eyes are like real sunken back and he looks like a, a freaking skeleton or like he looks like he should have a hood over his head and he's like the Grim Reaper or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's Ty- that's Tyrone Hill for sure. Uh, oh, it's Tyrone. Isn't it? I think it's Tyrone. No, I mean Tyrone Hill, former Sixer. That he he had people called him um, uh, whatever the He Man opposite uh, Skeletor. They called him Skeletor. Uh, but Tolliver also is a goofy guy, um, and he looks like he could be. He, he, yeah, no, he, Tyrone he, Hill. I do remember what he looks like now. I'm looking yeah. at the picture. He looks more like Skeletor, it's true. Uh, Tolliver's more like... He does look like Aegis Elba's body double, in a way. No, he doesn't. Uh, what? Aegis Elba's, like, super handsome, and Tolliver, I would say, is definitely Right. Not. Body body double is different from, from like, uh, like Stuntman. Sorry, Stuntman. I meant Stuntman. Like and, or Stand-in. Stand-in stand stand or we Stuntman, sorry. We don't see their face usually too much, yeah. Right, right. So I, I feel like he's got that look for me in terms of what represent I think this team is pretty good I think it, the series is actually going to be closer than people think Ben Simmons could try to lock down Westbrook but who's going to lock down Beal you have Danny Green, Green I don't think he's a great defender I think he's a good support defender weak side defender like he'll he'll get in transition or and or be able to get the open three point shot I think Tobias Harris is the X factor he's been playing well this year uh, but if one of them, if one of them aren't doing their job, I think the series can go seven. Honestly, I do feel that yeah. way. And Harris won't be checking Beal probably because right? it's too much of a mismatch. I think that's where the Wizards can make some headway, but ultimately, I don't see it. I mean, it could be a little bit of a Jimmy Butler situation with Westbrook taking over. He has more offensive support with Beal, obviously, but same thing. Maybe the maybe the Sixers stick around a little bit. Um, maybe Embiid sits more than you know. I don't a little bit, or doesn't play as many minutes for some reason, or they don't want to. They want to rest him a little more in the first. Like it could go to six, but right. I, I mean, I'm think I'm thinking I, I completely outplayed. Uh, I didn't even mention Joel Embiid. Because maybe I don't like him subconsciously, but I know he's one of the better players. He's just inconsistent with his health, right? So, um, if it's, I think it's a dumb take for it to be like, oh, this all depends on Joel Embiid. Obviously, we know who Joel Embiid is. He's a he's a monster. He's shaping house. Go ahead, sorry. Well, I, I just want to say, like, I think this series aside, the Eastern Conference in general is gonna. That's kind of gonna be about what you're saying like Embiid how he goes like if any team's gonna mount a, a, a big um, defense against the Nets right who knows the Bucks could but 
I mean, it's probably would be the sex areas here. If, if I'm being really, um, really, uh, you know, shows out and it looks like the best player in the league, like he can have the potential to at times mm-hmm. most dominant. I mean, I just don't see it sustaining. I think they their answer, though, people, the people that are being slept on on the Wizards are the individual players, and I'll mention their names. I think it's Rui Hachimura, um, who I think is like... Yeah, I think he is the... Um, not poor man, I would say middle-class man of Giannis. Uh, <laughs> uh, Body type's a little bit simple. Right, um, that's why I'm saying like he has, he's only year two, right? So he has a potential of so. growing a lot. Yeah, and I think Neto is phenomenal running off screens. So is David Portons. They have center by committee. They have Robin Lopez, Alex Len, and Daniel Gafford. So with all those, like potential, I guess sprinkles here, sprinkles there of Scott Brooks using what he has arsenal wise. I think they're deeper in a way. 76ers is focused on definitely in their defense. They're good defensively. But if you're looking at how deep they are, you got Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, I guess. Yeah, Seth Curry. He's a good three-point shooter open-wise. He could get hot, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, well, if you, you you tighten the rotations up in the playoffs, and the, the Wizards I'm, are a better team on paper than they actually are. I, think, I mean, they've, they've played well down the stretch here. Obviously, they're... they're, co- they're getting hot at the right time it looks like but ultimately i think they go on a lot of lulls just during an individual game where they don't get much done so Hmm. which i don't think the sixers do as much the sixers some have some bad games where they just play terrible the whole game and and have a bad loss but but like in the game itself uh if they're focused i think it's not gonna happen as much where the wizards could go on like a quarter run where they're doing bad uh even if Westbrook's putting up stats you know that it's not mattering so I don't know um we'll see I hope it's a good series I I mean uh theoretically all four of these well no not all four but all three uh, the non-Nets Celtics series I mean even that we'll see how Tatum looks and like we'll see if someone unexpected starts hooping um we'll see if the Nets struggle chemistry-wise for whatever reason initially, but ultimately I think all these series, I don't think that series will be that good, but but all the other three I think have the potential to be. Yeah. But maybe I'll be wrong and they'll all suck and be blowouts. Four gentlemen sweeps. Hope I'm wrong. Or hope I'm right that they won't be, that is. I think think, uh, this is going to be an underrated series. I think people will be happily or i guess surprisingly happy i don't know it depends on who who you're asking happily i think surprised surprisingly horizon and we shall see so should we go forward to second round predictions based on these picks or do you oh, want to yes. wait um well let's see what, what it would be did we all go do we agree on all the winners over the i think we did yeah i think we did yeah actually no i didn't pick my next next hots i think i said yeah, I think in a way I said you the Knicks did, are going to win. Oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't actually. You, you're picking the Knicks, though. So we, we're disagreeing on that one. Will that change what the matchup is? No, right? I mean, what? So, wait a minute. So if. Right, so the, the Nets beat the Celtics like we're assuming they will. What, what, what will that play? They will play the winner of the Heat Bucks? Yes. Yeah, right. Right. Assuming that yeah. the Sixers just. So that that gives me concern. Um, Bucks Nets second round, and I think most uh, Buck I guess most Bucks fans will say that, and Nets fans will say that. Um, yeah, and I think that I think that's their tough toughest match. Honestly, um, I think the Bucks are better than the Sixers, and I think regular season records don't matter anymore um, for this year specifically because uh, we know Lakers are going to be seventh. We'll go in that as well but um if if they if the nets don't make it to the finals for any reason it's going to be this matchup and that's that's all because i think if if there's a in, major injury to one of the big three it will be buried 
difficult uh, to win, and vice versa. I think they're evenly matched, but I think that, honestly, the Nets will have a... They'll have enough offense to recover from a little bit of their lack of defense to outlast the Bucks. And the Bucks' defense is pretty good this year. And I think it'll go six games, seven games. I don't know. Let's say seven. Why not? Yeah. Seven games. Also, you're saying about the, if someone gets injured, but I think I made this point on the last pot or, or recent one. The Nets are still in a better position than any of these other teams to sustain a major injury, theoretically. Like, Embiid mm-hmm. goes down, no chance for the Sixers. Obviously, right. Giannis goes down, no chance. Over, yeah. Even if Middleton goes down, it's looking bleak for them, you know. Um, most teams, I mean, the Net, the Nets just have the luxury that the other teams don't because of their big three. So, right. I don't know. Yeah, I think the Nets will uh, prevail. So, either the Hawks or the Knicks, do you think, I mean, either of those teams could beat the Sixers. I don't predict that they will, but... I, I think the Wizards are the only reason why I'm so high on the Wizards if they brought if somehow they even upset they're not going to it's because they're they're deeper offensively uh, and defensively they sh- shorten up their challenges that's why they're the hottest team I think they're fourth best record or third best record in the past uh, 90 oh, days said, they've, been, they've stepped it up recently they've been they've been getting they got out Right, they got healthy and and they got they found two good signings and developed players and they're fine. So, I think the Knicks' lack of depth will be the end of them. The Hawks actually have a pretty good deep team in terms of what they're able to do, and that that's where the coaches take over the playoffs. They they play chess because every it's match it's not one game. You are basically making adjustments if someone like. Uh, Two years ago, uh, Boban Madarovic, Madarovic Boban, uh, he he got Star put against John the Nets. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot he was in there. Um, he got put into the Sixers playoffs against the Nets because we didn't have any big men. Uh, that's the only reason he was in. No one well, could stop actually, him. Speaking of big men and stuff, like we we're talking about, did the Wizards sandbag it to play to not play the Nets? But ultimately, are the like. Are the Sixers a better matchup for them than the Nets? I don't know. Like, at least the wait, wait, who, who, who and who? The Wizards. Like the the like they, they have no match for Embiid really on the roster, and and with the Nets, it's very tough. But you don't have to worry about that at least. Right. You know so I mean? I, like, without with conspiracy theory thinking, um, or just observation from a fan, I think the Wizards were more likely to play the Sixers, thinking they could beat them than handling the Nets' offensive threat, you know? Like, if the Sixers well, don't have an offensive that, threat, yeah. you know? That's what I'm saying, though. Like, if you actually think about it a little bit more, like, they, like Westbrook could match, and, like, Westbrook and Beal could match, uh, uh, you know, Kyrie and, and Durant, you know, in a given game, something. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, either way, it's probably moot. I don't think they'll be either, but... So it sounds like we think that Nets, uh, Sixers, the one two seeds is what's gonna, it's gonna be chalk basically. Right, right. Um, yeah, and then from there, do you have? I, I don't know if you clarified or just said it. I think the Nets will make the finals. I do. Do you think it'll be deep series with uh, Sixers, Six Eastern Conference Finals? It's really hard. I I need to see them play more. You know, both teams, but especially the Nets, like how they playing the playoffs here I think it, I'll say I think it won't be a long series because if it is then I'm starting to go the other way like the Nets might ch- blow it mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they'll need to, to beat them handily especially with it could start to go the direction of Durant I mean Kyrie always seemingly play like in a big spot he usually steps up obviously we saw it We've seen it a lot of times with him on the Cavs, most notably the, the finals they won. But, um, you know, Durant, like these guys aren't, the, like with all the pressure that's going to be on them and Durant especially, and obviously he's done it as well. But, you know, with, with the, 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 um, the whole world, like if it starts to go sideways a little bit, the pressure is all going to be on them. The, um, all the outside stuff, noise, all that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, 
maybe it won't ultimately matter because of the caliber of the guys they have, but mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. one that's one little X factor that could start to throw a wrench in it. Um, that's why I think they'll need to handle it. And I do feel like, well, it doesn't always happen, but a lot of times it does happen where the, um, not last year, obviously, but that was kind of a weird year with the, this heat getting there and then over the Celtics. But a lot of times the, in the in the conference finals, especially the Eastern Conference finals, maybe it's just a LeBron factor when he was in these for so many years, but felt like a lot of times it was it wasn't a close series in the in the conference finals. But maybe that's different. Maybe it's not a good point because it, it might have been a lot of LeBron. Or just I don't know. It's not. So, but a lot of times I do feel like the the series before ends up being the big one. Like it could be a Bucks Nets. Right, so you're talking about basically the penultimate episode of the Eastern Conference series is usually the most exciting series. Oh, it happens a lot of the time, at least, yeah. I don't know, I'm getting into some kind of intangible type things now. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I'll, I'll allow it. Um, I am I'm of the person and thinker to believe the same in how this Bucks... Uh, net series but I do think that the most interesting factor is how the NBA fan general fans will watch these games especially the Eastern Conference Finals uh, with the Nets Sixers I think America will be actually wait yeah the Nets were voted most villainous team um, or uh, most hated team and in the NBA which I think that's also, this goes back to the beginning of the episode where I'm really enjoying all this hate. Like, I've never been the bad guy. You know, oh, you want me to be the bad guy? Yeah. Uh, I will do it. Okay. Uh, Should we say goodnight to the bad guy right now? Because we've been going a little long here. We're going to do the West tomorrow, right? Yeah. No, I, I think that's uh, that's a good point, And I think we should end it there for this part of part one the penultimate episode of the Brooklyn Rebound podcast playoff NBA preview. playoff preview. Yes. <laughs> Part one of two is the penultimate. I guess technically. I guess. Technically, yeah. Technically. Uh, what sex? Shout out your section as we as we sign off. People can come find you on Saturday. Danny Ainge can come uh, can come find you instead of vice versa. Uh, you know, 2008, I found Bill Simmons and I took the first selfie ever um, because... It was a digital. It wasn't digital camera. It was uh, the Kodak, uh, whatever thirty-five millimeter, and I just pointed it to both of us there, and I got it. So Simmons talking himself into the Ewing theory right now. We'll be we'll be better without uh, Jalen Brown, maybe. It'll be. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Well, I love Jalen Brown. I'm I'm a fan of Bill Simmons still, um, but let's go Nets part one. It's a wrap. Peace. Rebound. 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 Pod Boys Productions.